Check out this video. we doing 11 o'clock you guys good today huh hey isn't that an incredible way to begin a worship experience with baptism come on somebody we're going to celebrate and talk about that more in just a few minutes hey listen if you're new here at 1910 or those of you that are just dialing in checking us out and we know that many of you do you you like to watch before you ever show up in person and that's cool we're we're good with that we'd love to see your face at some point and so uh, we'd love to have you here but uh uh, we, we understand here at 1910 Church that we are just one small representation of what God is doing on a much larger scale around the world. Amen. And so uh, it is an honor for us to pray for uh, other ministries, other pastors and churches that, that are gathering right now. We, we are not in competition with any other church or any other pastor. Our competition is with the devil. Okay, and so we love to pray for and encourage our teammates. Amen. Right. Cowboys could have used a little bit more of that last night, couldn't they? Come on, Broncos. Where are you at, Bronco Nation? It's all right. You see me afterwards if if you have a if you're upset with what I just said. But anyway, we are today. I want us to pray for a couple of pastors, if we can, some incredible men of God. I, I, I reached out to the pastor here at First Baptist Church here in Bernie, Pastor Jason Smith, he and his family have been in our community, came in during COVID and, and uh, been here for a couple of years now. And, and I just reached out to Pastor Jason and said, hey man, and we want to pray for you guys. And what are some specific things we can pray for? And I love the pastor's heart. He said, would you just pray that we want to we pour in and go deeper and, and that prayer would, would, would be elevated to its rightful place. Amen. Don't you love that? Uh, how, Jesus said, my house should be called a house of of prayer. And so, and he said, also said, we're looking for a couple of, of staff positions still and, and looking to add to our team. Uh, listen, a, a, a pastor's uh, ally is, is a great support team and uh, around him. And we are blessed here at 1910. We are with an incredible staff and team. They've made all this happen today. And, and, uh, uh, he's just asking if we could pray for them to, to, to receive the new staff that they are needing so that they can run full throttle with the call that God has for that house. Amen. And so I don't know how God works it out in his way and in his timing, but, but I want us to pray for that if we can. So, so for, for people to dive in and go deeper and for prayer to be a powerful presence in that house today and every day. And then for these new staff positions that pastor Jason is looking to fill there at First Baptist Church. And I also got, got word today, Pastor David Martin. Many of you may remember Pastor David Martin and his wife, Sarah, who was a part of our worship team for such a long time. And they're pastoring a church in, in San Antonio, Great Oaks Fellowship. And, and uh, Pastor David just got off a three-month sabbatical. This is his first day back. So we need to pray for those people in his house because he may preach till midnight. He ain't preached in three months. He may go long and hard today. Amen. But no, I know that it's going to be an anointed time of prayer, but he just, he just asked if we would just pray as, as it's his first day back. And, and I said, well, you do remember you have a Bible, right? Just open it up 
and let God speak through you, through it. Amen. And so I love Pastor Dave and he wanted to send his blessing to us, this house, because he and Sarah and his family were part of this when when they were in kind of a a difficult spot and and Pastor David and Sarah are quick to declare how God used this house 1910 as a time of healing and restoration for them. And and, and now they're serving and pastoring a church here in, in San Antonio and just grateful. And so he sends his thanks to the 1910 family today as well. So can we pray for those pastors and for those churches? Amen. I'm so glad that it's not just up to us to, 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 to build the kingdom of God, that we've got others. So if you feel comfortable, would you grab a hand of somebody next to you? Those of you that are watching us online, go ahead and join a hand with somebody there. Hey, if you're at the beach right now watching us, hey, I dare you to grab somebody's hand. Grab a stranger. Stop the sandcastle building right now. And, and just grab the hand and let's just pray. Amen. Amen. God, thank you so much for who you are. And we believe the words to that song we just sang that, my God, how great you are. Come on, somebody. Come on. Has God been good to anybody in this house? You're awesome and you're worthy of everything we can bring today. You're worth us yelling and screaming and bouncing and dancing before. God, there were people all across the nation last night bouncing and yelling at grown men wearing football uniforms. God, you're so much better than they are. And you're so much more worthy of accolade and praise and rejoicing and honor. It is all for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, today it is an honor for us to suit up on Team Jesus with Pastor Jason Smith at the First Baptist Church of Bernie. And I'm praying right now that as, as the, that spiritual family of ours is gathered there, Lord, I'm praying for an outpouring of your presence in a mighty way. Lord, I pray that prayer would be powerful in that room today and that it would become the very DNA of, of who that house is and, 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 and the people that, that represent it. God, there's power when we pray. Jesus, you modeled that for us. And, and, and you even said, hey, my house shall be known as a house that prays. So God, I'm praying that for Pastor Jason. I'm also praying, God, for these new staff members that you have already anointed, appointed, God, and in your way and in your timing. Hey, would you, would you, hey, whatever they're doing right now, they they might be on vacation, they might be worshiping in another church right now, but I just pray right now, whoever these new staff members are, would you just stir their spirit right now? Hey, would you just put Bernie, Texas in the right pronunciation of that in, in their mind so they would know that when the call comes, oh yeah, there's already been a stirring in my soul. Jesus, you've already been doing something right there. Lord, Pastor Jason Smith's incredible man. And Lord, I know that the, the vision you've given him is big and I pray that you'd send people to support him and hold his arms up, help him run hard with the vision you have for that house. I pray for Pastor David Martin and the Grace Oaks Fellowship. God, I thank you for he and and Sarah and who they are. What a blessing they have been to this house for so many years. And I'm praying today that as Pastor David stands before his people, I pray, God, that you would just, I I know it's going to be oily in that house today. It is. 
There's fire coming down and out of him right now. Lord, I just pray that you would use every word he speaks to point people to Jesus. It's not about Pastor David. It's not about Pastor Jason Smith or even myself. It is about Jesus. You are the main thing. You are the focus. Use David Martin as he stands today and preaches. And God, I pray, God, that lost people would be found. Come on, somebody. That's why we're here. That lost people would be found. I'm praying for believers, God, who, who, who somehow the, the flame is just not burning as hot and bright as it once did. Woo, Holy Spirit, would you fan it into flame right now? Just stir it up. I'm praying that those saints that are gathered at Grace Oaks Fellowship, God, woo, may they never be the same after today. God, would you light a fire within them? And as they take over San Antonio, may they be known as men and women that have been with Jesus. Salt and light in our community, God. Building the kingdom of God. Growing heaven and making the devil mad. God, that is our calling, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Holy Spirit, continue what you're doing in this room now. We are ready. You ready? 11 o'clock. Come on now. Lord, we are ready for what you want to say and do in us in this moment. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said, come on, everybody said, hey, hallelujah. Woo! Man, I had the wardrobe change after the first service. I was so hot and sweaty. It was nasty up here, man. So, uh, man, I feel better. I love, thank you for being a part. Were y'all yelling in here during baptisms? Come on now. It's so good. That is a great way to start. So, hey, we're going to start a new series today called Blueprint. We're going to, over the next several weeks, share with you who we are at this house called 1910 Church. What the vision was God gave us years ago, September the 10th will be our 16-year anniversary. We are getting our driver's license, finally. Amen? We're still teenagers, which means that we still don't have it figured out. We think we do, but we still don't know, right? Come on. But, uh, but we're excited. But we want to share with you who we are and what, what the vision was for this house. And, and, and listen, I, one of the things that, that I think that is important to understand is that God gave us a unique calling and a unique vision. And, and we don't do it the way that the church down the street does it. And that's okay. There's no one size fits all type of church. Are you with me there? And each church has a unique calling. There are different personalities on, on that, that are leading from platforms and in, in, in classrooms today. And it's okay. All right. As long as we keep the main thing, Jesus, and as long as his word is our guide and leads us, I think the rest of the stuff, it just really doesn't make a difference. That's just me speaking. And so I'm going to unpack over the next several weeks who we are. We're going to share vision and cast vision for where we believe God is happen or taking us. Listen, I'm so thankful for what's happened the previous 16 years, the first 16 years of our existence. But I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to this next year. God says, I am doing a new thing. And there is a new thing that is happening. There's a lot of shift that is happening in this environment. Amen. And you need to be ready for it. Amen. Listen, the culture in which we live in demands that we as the church not stay the same. You know, the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Come on. It's time to wake up church. It's time for us to do it a little bit different. Amen. And so you're going to hear new terminology and new phrases. Heck, I might even lose weight this year. Watch out. Watch. I need to. I need to. Anybody else with a preacher today? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we have 
yeah, this is gluten-free and fat-free, hot and caloric Lord's Supper communion elements today. We're going to get to that in a few moments. But today I want to begin to lay down what I believe are some foundational things for us at 1910. And, 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 and there might be some unique things about us, but there are some things that also I believe that every evangelical church ought to be about. There are things that the Bible lays out that calls us to, you know, such as baptism. That's an ordinance that the church celebrates together, right? But, but someone asks us, what is up with 1910? And, and, and listen, you need to know that from the very beginning that this, this house has been built on a strong foundation. Jesus says this, I will build the church. That takes the pressure off of me and it takes the pressure off of us. Jesus will build the church. Jesus says, unless I build the house, the laborers labor in vain, right? Come on. And he says, if I build the house, ain't nothing gonna tear it down. Are you with me there? Not even the gates of hell shall prevail, amen? So you need to understand from the very beginning, the foundational thing, this house has been built on the foundation of Jesus. And Jesus gave us a key verse. I believe it's the purpose of Jesus. It's the reason he came. It's found in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. That's our name here at 1910 Church. Jesus says this from the message translation. For the son of man came to find and restore the lost. Some translations read seek and save. And so from the very beginning, this house has been created to find people that are far from God and restore them into the relationship that they were created for. That's foundational for us. Everything we do is built on that. You guys know that with any structure, a foundation is important, correct? And I know that there are a lot of things that we look at and we're enamored with things that are above ground big, massive towers and skyscrapers or, or things that are, that are architecturally pleasant to look at. But make no mistake about it. Anybody that builds something that is of any worth understands that the foundation is key and significant. Right, Dave? Someone told me a story earlier this morning about an above-ground swimming pool he purchased one year for his family. And he loaded up with a bunch of sand to kind of smooth out the surface underneath the pool in which it would sit. And man, I'm telling you, when he was finished with it, that pool probably looked great. It was level. It was plumb. But then something happened. This was way back in the day. Y'all remember when it used to rain around here? And, and he, he remembers that when the water began to rush through, it washed that sand away. What he thought was a sure, sturdy, firm foundation. I had to remind my brother of the song that the wise man builds his house upon a rock. The foolish man builds his house upon the, yeah, I'm just telling you that's Bible and you know what I'm talking about, but it's hard to learn some of those lessons, right? Hey, you need to understand something about this foundation that we're going to begin to share with you about 1910, even the very foundation that you're sitting on right now. Do you understand we have placed all throughout this 32,000 square feet. We, we had people before we poured the concrete write on post-it notes, um, uh, scriptures and prayers. And, and, and my wife and I, we, we, we came out here before that first concrete pour. It was about four in the morning, five in the morning. They gave us that cheap little Bob the Builder hard hat, you know, that, that we, they could. It was $4.1 million, dadgummit. I should get a hard hat out of the thing anyway, right? But we, we, we took the prayers of the saints of 1910 Church, and we began to drop them in, in key areas all through. This house is literally built on prayer and scripture. No joke. 
Now, those of you that are architects are going, oh, structurally support, you're compromising. I'm just telling you, if the Lord builds the house, ain't nobody going to tear it down, okay? It'll be all right. And um, I love that about this church, that literally within the concrete are the prayers of people. Scripture littered all throughout where you're sitting here today in the very foundation. Jesus called us to find people far from him and restore them. It's about seeking and saving and bringing people into a relationship. And for 16 years, that has been our goal. Amen. We've been doing that. Now, Jesus also gave his followers some words before he made his return to heaven after his death and before his final ascension back into heaven. Jesus shares what we call a commission to his disciples. And these are words that we oftentimes look at. In fact, if you're looking for a church, those of you that are watching online or those of you that are just kind of checking us out, listen, we, we know and understand that 1910 may not be for everybody, but our goal and our prayer would be that you would find a church that, that lives out the word of God. Amen. And that does the things that God's word tells us to do, because listen to what Jesus says in, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus says, this is the great commission. This is what we call it. These words of Jesus. And he tells us to go and make disciples of all nations. And he says, baptizing them. You see, that's what I loved about what we started with today. We started with one of the very things that Jesus commands us as the church to do. A foundational thing, an ordinance, a practice of any Bible-believing church ought to be scriptural baptism, that we baptize people after they give their lives to Jesus Christ. Listen, baptism doesn't save a person, but it is simply a way that people identify that they've given their lives to Jesus Christ. In fact, we believe, as I said earlier, that scriptural baptism is one of those first steps of obedience that every believer ought to take in their pursuit of Jesus Christ. If you've not been scripturally baptized by immersion after you made the decision to ask Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life, bro, I'd love to talk to you, or girl, I'd love to talk to you about that afterwards and just help you understand and get you signed up for the next one. Amen. Baptism is one of those things that we preachers like because there are so many things in which we do within this thing called the church in which we wonder, are we doing anything of worth and value? Are we making a difference whatsoever? You know, when I go and mow my yard, of course, you don't have to these days. It's like mowing hay, you know? I mean, cutting hay in my neighborhood. And, but, but when I mow my yard, I can look back at you and say, you know what? Look, I can see the results of something. Baptism is kind of one of those things for us preachers that's kind of wind in our sails. It keeps us going. It lets us know that, hey, check this out. Hey, 1910, you're still finding people. You're still finding people that are far from me because look, these people said yes to Jesus. That's why we have a found sign in our atrium. We turn a light bulb on every time somebody says yes to Jesus Christ because they were living in darkness, but now they ah, live in the light. Come on, the light. Once we're lost, but now they're found. Amen. But I love baptism. It's an indication to us as a church that we're finding people. I'm telling you, you heard Pastor Mark Sarbulescu say it last week. I'm telling you, kids are getting jacked up at the hill. Kids are saying yes to Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, spoiler alert, check this out. I need to squat for this one. I got news of what took place in the kids area this morning. Seven kids said yes to Jesus Christ this morning in the kids ministry. Are you kidding me? I thought we just served goldfish. 
Just try to keep them swinging. Keep them quit crying. No, we're leading kids to Jesus. Come on, 1910. We're going to be a church that finds people. That's what Jesus calls us to be about. Woo! Not only find them, not only, listen, we're not called just to make converts. Jesus says you're called to make disciples. That's the restoration for us. We find people far from God and then we restore them. We bring them back into community and relationship with God. We make disciples through the study of his word, giving people the opportunity to hang out. Guys, listen, look around this room. There are some incredible people in this room. There's some not so incredible. No, just kidding. No, you all are awesome. You're great. And we create these opportunities for you to not only get to know one another, grab a hand as we pray, but we want you to get in the word of God. Come on. We believe that the Bible can transform and change your life. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Come on. Are you dazed and confused and wonder what, what decision you need to make this week? Can I take, open up your Bible, blow the dust off of it. And get in the word and let it speak to you. We create groups, discipleship moments, opportunities for us to grow. Listen, we want to see you connect with God. We want to see you connect with his people, the church. And we want to see you connect with your purpose on a greater level. That's why, whoo, check this out. I'm so glad you're here. Because tonight at five o'clock, we're having a, an, an open house to our discipleship groups that we're going to offer this fall. And we want to invite you to come. You're going to have an opportunity to hear four different opportunities for you to go to the next level, maybe in your marriage. Now, maybe 11 o'clock doesn't need it. 930 were jacked up, bro. There are a lot of people like, I need some help. I mean, they were after it, right? Now, we all need that, right? And so maybe it's for marriage. Maybe you want to just get in the Bible and study a book of the Bible. We're going to look at the book of Galatians. And we're going to take a chapter a week in one of those studies. And we're going to look at a chapter. We're going to learn how to read the word of God. We're going to learn to open our lives up to the Holy Spirit of God and let it speak to us. We're going to memorize some scripture. I can't memorize scripture. Yeah, you can. You know the words to like, you know. Applebee's on a date night song. You can memorize the word of God. Amen. Yeah, I just hurt some of you right now, right? But we're going to study the word of God, Galatians study. Hey, we're going to have a study on the Holy Spirit and did go a little bit deeper and try to understand who is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. What's his role in our lives and the purpose? You need not be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He's not weird. People are, but he's not. And for some of you, maybe we're, we want you to understand the Holy Spirit's power and work in your lives because we want to see you walking in the fullness of God and not just the parts of God. We want you to experience all that he has for you. And then we're also going to offer a leadership development opportunity, growing and raising up leaders. Listen, there are some of you in this room right now. Come on. It is a sin for you just to sit there and not let God use you to lead in some form or fashion. You're gifted. He's given you this mantle of leadership and we're going to call it out of you and draw it out of you. And we're going to empower and we're going to unleash you. Listen, the vision for this house is more than one man can handle. It's going to take all of us. 
men and women. I said women in this house, men and women, boys and girls, students. Listen, you're not the church of tomorrow. You are it right now. You are. And there's a role for you to play in us building the kingdom of God. So tonight I want you to come. If you want to grow, if you want to go the next level, come on. I want to invite you to come from five to six 30. You're going to meet the teacher. You're going to get a chance to bounce around to every one of those studies and hear kind of a course overview, right? And if that's not enough, the official sponsor tonight is Bum Doodlers. And you know, you know if you've ever had pie from Bum Doodlers. Shalavaga. That stuff is so good right there. It is absolutely incredible. And so their official sponsor of our discipleship night's not right, Linda, and coffee and all that good stuff and water. And we probably even have dipping dots. Come on. So that's next level. That is next level. But you've got to make the decision whether or not you want to grow. Remember what I told you the definition of insanity is? And so many of us are like, man, I just wish I knew God more. Well, what are you doing to get to know him more? Or I just wish I knew what God's word is so foreign and hard for me. Well, get into it. Let's, let's begin to learn how to study it. Or you know what, man, I just feel like I've got more to offer. Great. Let's call you out. Let's prepare you to launch you to help us in this thing. Man, our marriage, my, my, my husband's just a, he's a tool, man. He's a piece of work, you know? Well, we all are, right? We all are jacked up. And so I just hope that you would take this opportunity. All we can do is offer. You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't. And there's an opportunity that God is presenting. That's restoring. See, 1910 is not about just finding, but we're about restoring. We're about growing you. Listen, listen, if you're going to be a part of this house, you need to know that we're going to keep that in front of you. We want you to grow. We want you to go the next level. Amen. Whoo. Hallelujah. I love what is in front of us today, too, because I think it's important. This thing called communion. It's another one of those ordinances that that Jesus instructed us as the church gathered to participate in. He didn't tell us how often we should do it. He just said, as often as you do. And then he laid out some things for us. But today, we we thought it'd be great as we start this new year and and kind of establish some foundational things about who we are and where we're headed. We thought it'd be great for us to to celebrate communion. And I use the word celebrate. Some of you are like, that's so weird that you would use the word celebrate in remembrance of something that was so ugly and painful. And it was. You see, we, we, we celebrate communion. Some call it the Holy Eucharist. This is called the Lord's table, um, the Lord's supper. We, we, we celebrate that because when we do, it's, it's a time for us to, to look back and remember what Jesus has done for us. You know, Jesus gave us the ultimate demonstration of love. Did he not? And when we participate in communion by eating the, 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 the bread that is symbolic of his, his broken body, we remember the pain and the torture that he went through and how his body was literally torn in two. And as we, as we dip it or in, into the juice and, and we eat of it, we, the symbolic of the blood that he shed, we're remembering of the pain that he went through for us. It's good to remember that. It's good to remember See, when I remember what Christ went through for me, it, it activates for me a, a greater appreciation for that. Let's just be honest. 
this can become mundane and rote, can it not? It can just become something we do and oh, we do it every week and oh, you know, and it's just, can, it can become ritual. I pray that today, that as we spend some time around the table today, that, that we remember ultimately how much God loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. It's not only time to look back, but it's a time for us to, to look forward. Listen, I don't know about you, but as I look and survey the events that are happening around us in our culture today, and as I look at God's word, I'm just telling you, I believe that the return of the Lord is very near. Now, I'm not buying a billboard on the highway and putting a date on it and saying it's happening here, okay? Remember Y2K and how jacked up we all were about that, stockpiling oatmeal and Vienna sausages, and then nothing happened, right? Now we're stuck with it, right? Um, but I do believe that everything we see happening around us is an indication. I hope that the Lord comes back soon. And I'm not sharing that with you to try to scare you or anything, but hopefully I'm sharing that with you as the church, that it would propel us to get aggressive in being gospel bearers with, with, with the story that we have of Jesus. Are you with me there? We can't sit around any longer, church. The return of the Lord is near. In fact, Jesus shared with his disciples that night in the upper room, said, I won't drink from this cup again until I drink with you whenever in glory one day, right? So we look back, but we look forward to, and there's a job and a calling on us. And it's a time for us to recommit ourselves to that. It's time for us to recommit ourselves, church, to that commandment and that call to advance the kingdom of God. Remember the Great Commission? Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father. That's our call. We're about finding and restoring, and we can't just sit around. There's work to do. And heaven's looking to every one of us in this room and online. He's looking to us, church, <laughs> to be a part of kingdom building. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that on the night when Jesus was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And he broke that bread into pieces and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine and after supper, he said, this cup is, is the new covenant between God and his people. It's an agreement that is confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. And so today I thought if a foundational thing that I think would be important for the people of God to do was for us to remember our savior and to recommit ourselves to him for his use and his glory. And so today I'm going to pray and, and our worship team is going to sing over us and, and we're going to invite you to come as the spirit leads you to come to the table. We have a table in front of each section here and it's not our table. This is not ours. We didn't create this. This is the Lord's table. And this table is for everyone who has come to that place in their life when they've asked Jesus Christ to come in and be Lord and Savior. The people of God. And so if that's you, even if this isn't your church family, this your normal church home, that's okay. We're, we, we are spiritual family, right? 
but the table is open for you to come and partake and remember and to recommit ourselves to the Lord for his use and his glory. We, we would just simply ask you to make your way out to the right of your section and come down to the table. And there's bread here, symbolic of the broken body. There's juice and wine for you to dip that in and eat. We have gluten-free options. We have self-serve options. I mean, we're just, we're trying to accommodate the people of God and we want you to remember Jesus in this moment. So you can come and, and participate and make your way back to your seat as we just continue to worship and remember him. Jesus, I wanna thank you for your death on the cross. Jesus, you gave up your life so that we could have life and we are eternally grateful. As we come to your table now, we remember you.